Ladies and gentlemen, we are live from the Hammerstein for EC. Wait, what? What do you mean it's it's Monday? Monday. What is WWC? My apologies, folks. Uh, we are actually at the Spectrum for WCW Monday Nitro live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love, and the city of tables and chairs and trash cans and toilet seats and Maybe a kitchen sink or two. I Paul Heyman's hair. Paul Heyman's hairline. Yes, I think it's still there. Probably. Some say it haunts the Hammerstein. <clears throat> but that's enough about Paul Heyman. I'm the man with the verbal vocal cords. Arnold, and with me is always the two-time reigning, defending, undisputed armchair burger of the year, the Big Drewski, and we are the Attitude Era Wrestling Review, Drew. How you doing this morning, bud? Well, I'm not doing too bad. I'm going to rant on something later, so I'm kind of angry, but not too angry. I'm just hoping, just like your mom on a Sunday morning, that we can get the taste out of our mouth of last week. This is fair. Um, fun actually, fact about this show, actually. Uh, this was one night removed from ECW's first ever pay-per-view. In the same building. Oh, gee, I wonder who booked that first and who booked that second. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like no signs were there. there. I mean, there was probably a few ECW shirts and hats and things, but it wasn't like when WWE was there when everyone and their cousin had on ECW stuff. And I'm pretty sure there might have been like a whole line of dudes in the front row when Raw was there that had BWO shirts on. Yeah, didn't see. I saw a bunch of NWO shirts. Oh, there were a lot of you can definitely tell Philly was NWO country, and I feel like the crowd was a little more receptive of the product they received. <laughs> they probably, if you came with a BWO shirt, they gave you a complimentary NWO shirt. <laughs> right? They're like, eh, that looks cool, but it looks better in black. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but let's, yeah. Fun. After last week's stinker, this has got to be better, right? Right. I mean, it's got to be right. I mean, I mean you can't. I mean, we no we reviewed to be. reviewed the worst nitro I've ever seen last time. So this is true. And as a matter of fact, they were so gracious enough to recap that week for yeah. us at the beginning of the show. So that was pretty nice of them. So there was so much fire. It's like I didn't need all these fire transitions here. And even with that, is just like, is it over yet? Nope. There's still more. I didn't want to watch it last week. I didn't really, really didn't want to watch it again. Right. It's like y'all literally just whittled it down to the gyms. <laughs> and no. even then. <laughs> say, like, even, no, no, not even then. The whole putting the NWO powwow in it. Now, if they just did the DDP and Sting thing at the end, thumbs up. Because it was a good end to a terrible show. Right. But... I'm kind of, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll move. We'll get to that point later. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fun times. So what's the first thing we hear on live TV? 
And guess where they go, folks? Where? Where do they always go? Right to commentary table and take over. Bye-bye, Shivani. Bye-bye, Larry. <sighs> this is getting old. Actually, this has been old. It's been old, yeah. <laughs> Just come out in the ring with a microphone. Why do they have to take over commentary? Uh, anyway, um, Nash says Philly is NWO country, and it was more than normal cheers, but there was still a chorus of booze in there, too. It's still mm-hmm. not fully which is they don't want it fully so I, it's kind of good yep um so luger gets hogan because he won at slam or not slambury uh spring stampede to me yeses but nash throws a wrench in the old works and says nope luger has to go through him first hmm do you smell shenanigans i smell shenanigans i smell shenanigans and that's about all he has to say about that. Pulls a force gump and then they leave. Larry and Tony come back. Wasting 30 seconds of my life. As yeah. they switch. All right. Let's move on to our first match, which I was actually kind of looking forward to once they announced it. Mm-hmm. We've got the Barbarian in singles competition with Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Versus Chris Benoit. And I'm thinking, you know, this could be something. This could be something. I'm, I'm a former ECW employee number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more of that later. Um, um, no woman tonight. No woman tonight. I wonder where she's at. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Very. <laughs> Very conspicuous with her absence as I stroke my beard and go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a very fast start here. Uh, Benoit hits a northern, or no, Barbarian hit a northern light suplex for a two count real early. Um, and this didn't go long before shenanigans started. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Hart trips Benoit. <laughs> Benoit chases him around the ring and eats a big boot by Barb. He, he did get Jimmy Hart, ripped his jacket off, and when he turned around, the face, <laughs> what was it, the, the boot of fear? <laughs> um, Barb goes to the top rope, hits that beautiful belly-to-belly toss. I don't, I mean, it's not a belly, to, it's a belly-to-belly with a release. It's beautiful. I don't know why he doesn't do that more. Right. It's that belly-to-belly over the head from the top rope. Good Lord. That's a bump and a half. I can't believe they pulled that out on free TV in the opening match. But they did. Um, Barbarian goes for the diving headbutt. I mean, I know it's not exactly Benoit's finisher quite yet, but whatever. Right. But, but he whiffs and bites canvas. So Benoit says, anything you can do, I can do better. Jumps up, hits his own. One, two, three. Benoit wins. And here comes the Dungeon of Doom. All of them. Every single one of them, including Jacqueline, who gets some shots in there. And they absolutely just beat the ever-loving snot out of Benoit. Mm-hmm. 
they've had he's had issues with Sullivan and the Dungeon of Doom. Why is he coming out alone? Where's Flair? Where's I mean, I know Anderson's hurt, but where's he on the outside? Right. No, we already mentioned no woman. Where's JJ? Where's Mongo? Somebody to back him up. Maybe I don't know anybody. <laughs> well, anyway, after about five minutes of him getting his ass handed to him, they finally said, "Oh yeah, maybe we could go help." That was and, nice but here's the only problem I have with that: JJ and Mongo chase off the entire Dungeon of Doom. It's still like six on two because right. Ben Wall's a pool of nothing at this point, laying on the ground. Well, then we get Mean Gene with Benoit, and I hear the words Kevin Sullivan. Fast forward. Yep. So I'm not going to bother with that. Um, overall, the match, short. Uh, Benoit went over, of course. It's him versus a tag team dude. Um, I like ben, I like Barbarian. I, would, I mean, if he make him a single, I'm okay with that. I think he's got some things. He needs a mouthpiece, like uh, Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. But I have no problem with the way this match went down. I Like I said, I had a little bit of issues with the no horseman out there and him getting his butt handed to him every time he has a match. It's getting old. He needs to address this. If he did in the interview, I don't care. He needs to address it without mentioning Kevin Sullivan. <sighs> Tired of that whole, what, we, what are we, six, seven months on Ben Wong, Kevin Sullivan? Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much been going on the entire time. And real world. 10 years down the road, notwithstanding, I'm over. I don't care. I wouldn't have cared. I don't wouldn't care if it was 1997 about this. Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. Way done with it. Move on. Um, but overall, I, this was okay. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. I gave it a B minus. I was like, yeah, that's what I think. Match itself wasn't bad. Um, my thing is, if they were going somewhere with, you know, Benoit mentioning, look, like, y'all let me get jumped by these guys. Like, what's going on? Where's, where, where are y'all? Y'all got my back? Anything like that? Then it's like, okay, this makes sense. But it just seems like this is obviously personal, you know, because this has been going on for a long time now. It's like, guys, again, like, just can we end this? I feel like they've had matches before. Like, let's just get it over with like if this is over woman just let it be done it's obviously been done for several months now uh outside of that though now the match itself was fun to watch it's always fun watching jimmy hart take bumps he's probably one of the best in the business at it and yeah so i gave it a b myself and um with the run-in that brings our ex ec dub employee account up to four when you include Kevin Sullivan, Hugh Morris, and Conan. I didn't know Kevin Sullivan was in ECW. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was never, never watched it, never really saw it. Which brings us to match number two, and that counter up to six now, as uh, we have a U.S. heavyweight championship bout featuring the challenger, Eddie's older brother, Hector Guerrero, and your U.S. heavyweight champ, the man of a thousand ices or whatever his name is now, Dean Malenko. So, yeah. Um, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, little behind the scenes folks. I usually burn my notes after we finish. Um, 
didn't Hector have a match last week where he got slammed by Jacqueline and squashed uh, by Kevin Sullivan? Good. You wrote that down because that's the very first thing in my notes. <laughs> first thing I wrote, Hector loses to Kevin Sullivan, gets beat up by a woman and gets a title shot next week. Really? Mm-hmm. This is how we're booking it. <laughs> Cause I'm sitting there. I'm like, he lost last week very quickly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that equal title shot I, to me. I have no problem with this match. Don't make it make it non-title. Exactly. I'd have been fine with the non-title. And honestly, at first I thought it was non-title until Shivani says this is for the U.S. title. I was like, okay. Yeah, because I never saw the ref pick the belt, show the belt or anything. No. Nah. This is like they kind of added that on the fly. Like, oh, by the way, this is for the belt. I'm like, Unless Shivani just screwed it up and said that. But and when the announcer says it, that's what it, that's what it is. I mean, yeah, that's what it is to me. Because he never corrected it. Nope. And uh, this one was uh, short, to say the least. Um, they spent some time filling each other out. And uh, there's one point Hector went for an or Yeah, Hector said, nope, no ab stretch for me. Sends Malenko out to the floor. Hops off the ropes, splashes Malenko on the floor. So that was pretty neat. <laughs> And uh, they pop back in. Malenko hits a Tiger Bomb, followed by a Texas Cloverleaf. Hector submits. Malenko says, I'm not done yet. Holds on a little bit longer. Leaving poor Hector in the ring with his legs hurting. Eddie walks out with an arm and a sling. They exchange a few words. And then he makes his way into the ring with his brother. Like, that was the match. Everybody. And the result. So, like I said, it was quick which i figured it would be i highly doubt they were given 15 minutes it was like i said dude lost last week in roughly about three minutes and uh i guess this was just to further along the storyline between dean and eddie yep seven by the way ecw former employees eddie guerrero as well <laughs> and, but yeah um this one like i said the match itself was entertaining because I mean there were some fun spots in it so it wasn't just Hector walks in Dean walks in Dean hits the cloverleaf and they leave so I mean this match I guess had a little bit of importance to it in terms of I'm going to hold this move and I believe Malenko said something along the lines of like I know who you really are and then he walked off so okay like I like where this is going between these two guys Um, outside of that though like I don't know. The whole match was just kind of weird. The stipulation considering what happened last week. So it's just like, I'm going to go out here and pick a fight with some random guy, get my butt handed to me and then ask for a heavyweight title fight. Uh, Pretty much. Yep. I mean, why not? Works out. Um, Outside of that, though, I mean, I ended up giving this one a B minus because at least it wasn't a full on squash. So I'll take it. Like Hector got some offense in there. Um, yeah, I didn't write much down for this because there wasn't a whole lot to write down. I'm, I was like, I, like we talked about, I was wondering why this is a title shot after, you know, whatever we've been there. Um, further along Eddie and Dean Dean's great. Please just push him more. I don't care how big he is or small he is, whatever, push him, please. Um, but this was entertaining. It was short. If it had been a lot longer, if it had been the 15 minutes, this would have been no. 
We're no. burying we're burying Dean at this point if he can't put away a guy that got slammed by a woman under ten or under five. I think this was probably about five. Um, but but I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. I gave this a B. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't bad at all. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a match I'd put in the Hall of Fame. No. Do you know who I would put in the Hall of Fame? Who's that? Reggie White. Yes, sir. The late great Reggie White That's was in what... attendance. Yeah. Even though he's a turncoat in Philly, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, he got a surprising amount of cheers, though. Yeah, he did. I mean, they still love him. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't leave on bad terms. He left as a free mm-hmm. agent. It's not like he demanded his way out. He went mm-hmm. and went and got his ring. He did. He did indeed. And uh, uh, got a. Apparently, rumor has it he has a match coming up with those Mongo McMichael. Let me tell you my my thoughts about that right off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's going to be terrible. Yes, but I tell you what, we'll get like you know we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it later. Mongo can have it. I, and I'm let me say this because I know Steve McMichael isn't in a good place right now health wise. I'm not bashing the man personally. He seems like a cool dude. Everything I say is not personal. It's professional. Between the squares, between the ropes. Is what I'm talking about him. Nothing personal. I wish. I hope he gets well. I hope they find a cure for ALS. Absolutely it sucks. Absolutely sucks. One of the worst illnesses I think you could probably ever have. Mm-hmm. Of course, they all are. But you know, I'm not saying one's worse than the other. But it's just that was, yeah. But anywho, Mongo needs somebody to carry him through a match. Reggie White definitely is going to have to have somebody carry him through a match. And I don't think Mongo is going to be able to carry Reggie White through a match. And I really don't think Reggie's going to be able to carry Mongo through a match. Mm-hmm. Even if this is just like a street fight or some kind of fight, it's, it's going to be bad. Oh. It, it's going to be just football tackles and if Reggie White pulls out a drop kick, I will give it an A plus. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> if a six foot seven was what was he six six three forty something? Yeah, Reggie was a big man. He was a big dude. If he can pull out a if he pulls out a decent looking drop kick, A plus, done with it right there. All right, so I was writing, and then the next match came out, and I want to ask you a question because maybe I'm just wrong. Does Hooventude Guerrera and Psychosis have the same music. It's really similar. I mean, I know it might it's that, be the same. I know I'm it's that Mexican be style because, but I was sitting there writing. I wasn't looking at the TV, and I heard the music, and I start. I wrote Psychosis, and I look up, and I'm like, "Where's the hair and the horns? Scratch that, Hoovy." Yeah, because I honestly, because. I did the same thing. Like I looked away for a second. I heard it. I thought it was psychosis too. And then I looked up and because of his attire again, I'm like, psychosis. What? That's Hoovy. Yeah. I did the same thing. Cause I was like, he was in all black. So I was like, okay, maybe that's psych. No, that's not psychosis. So either one <laughs> of two things is happening. Either they're being really racist and just giving every Mexican luchador the same music or we're being really racist and just can't tell the music apart. So let's play the game of who's the who's being racist today. I think it's, I wonder if it's WCW's way of saying, yeah, if you can't tell the difference when you're not looking at your television, you're the problem. 
<laughs> I suggest you read a book. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we get Hoovy versus the luchador who gets his own music, which is awful, awful music for him. But it's Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is legit music from 96, 97, or I th- actually I think it is. And it's just awful. It's so similar to Dean Malenko's too. Mm-hmm. I guess they couldn't find their own Jim Johnston because I don't think we have that problem on the other channel of trying to distinguish. Oh, wonder who this is. Nope. Uh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, but this starts off. It's a lucha match, of course. So flying around doing everything we can think of selling minimally, but not totally enough. Um, Ray at one point hits a head scissor takeover, but they both fly over the top rope, and that looked crazy bumpish. Mm-hmm. Nice move. Um, Hoovy hit a sunset flip power bomb onto the from the apron to the floor on Ray. Good lord, yes. I'm not letting you do that on TV for free TV again. Mm-mm. I guess I guess they really want to make up for last week's turd. Ah, <sighs> um, and. The finish was Ray hits the springboard head scissors victory roll, which this wasn't really a roll. He kind of slammed him. It was the best looking one I think I've ever seen him do. I don't know what it was, but when he put him down, he put him down and it looked nice Mm -hmm. for one, two, three Ray wins. It was a quick little, again, a five minute match. If that Uh, Hoovy caught a little bit, but not enough to where you thought maybe he was going to pull this off. Of course, he shouldn't probably. Um, I don't really have a problem with it overall. I gave it a B. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good match. No, it was, it was a fun match to watch. Um, I don't know if you noticed this or not. Uh, this was the first match that got the old uh, EC dub. EC dub. Uh, fun fact also brings our uh, ex employee counter up to nine with these two. Um, these two actually had a match for ECW in Philly. I think it was a little over a year earlier. So that was, yeah, fun facts. Um, I didn't so know yeah. Hoobie. So, yeah, right. So it was like the crowd was into it. Um, and, yeah, this match was fun to watch. The spots were – there were big spots, but they weren't like – well, with the exception of the head scissors to the floor, the spots weren't like, whoa, like – because even with the head scissors to the floor, I had no problem with that on free TV because that was – for me, the biggest spot of the match. It's like they didn't say, okay, well, we did that. So you lay on the mat. Let me climb to the rafters and do like a quadruple moonsault on. Yeah, you know, nothing crazy. And they kept it short. They kept it sweet. Um, Ray is on a huge rise right now. So, I mean, for me, this was never in doubt. But Hoovy made it look good. Hoovy had a few shots in there as well. I ended up giving this one a B as well. Hoovy wasn't Hoovy in this match. Right. Which was good. Somebody actually got something good out of Hoovy in 97. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have a problem with anything. The, oh, the over-the-top head scissors was kind of a cool cool move. Um, I'm not sure I would have done the sunset flip powerbomb on the floor unless that's going to be you know leading right to your finish. And it obviously wasn't because Hoovy hit it on Ray. All right. Mm-hmm. So, but right after that, we get Mean Gene with Luna Vachon. Ex employee number 10. 
Mm, bring it up. Yep. We're talking about Luna, not Mean Gene. Yes. <laughs> mean Gene would have walked in there, took one look at Sandman and went, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> nope. Going to go sail my boat. He <laughs> so would have saw New Jack and be like, okay, where's the airport? <laughs> New Jack would be like, get back here, crack. <laughs> like, this man is going to murder me. Yeah. Uh, New Jack. Well, yeah. Uh, look up his. Look up his gangster stuff. Oh my god! I wish they could have done that and anywhere other that yes. would have been seen nationally. <sighs> Talk about heat. Oh yeah. All <laughs> right. So, um, Luna, she's crazy. Crazy promo. It's Luna. She's great. Deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And if you say Table needs to be in the Hall of Fame, you first off, Luna was much better than her. Just. She didn't. She looked like Luna and didn't look like Sable. Mm, give a crap what she looks like. Good lord, she was could work. She worked better than half the men on this roster. And she she tells. And here's where I'm confused. Do we miss something? Not that I care, but she says that she's coming for Medusa's title. I thought the Japanese. Yeah, Kira Hoko. Right? Did we miss? Did they do something in Japan that we missed? Don't know. Uh, don't care. But anywho, no. <laughs> that, le- that leads me to where I'm angry, and I'm going to rant about some modern wrestling for just a quick second here. All right, folks. So we're skipping ahead 25 years. Our friends over at AEW are having a Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, men's and women's. With a bracket and everything, kind of cool. Okay. Hmm. So we get a wild card, Joker, whatever they want to call it, on each side. We don't know. It's, we don't know who it is. The men. It's John Morrison. I guess now Johnny Elite. Cool. Good name. Good wrestler. Legit star. Somebody I can take seriously. So then we get to the women. Hmm. Maybe they're going to do something along the lines of that. Maybe it'll be a returning Candice LeRae, who's not exactly legit, but whatever. Um, Athena? Oh, that'd be a good one. No. No. They pull out the biggest joker you can find, the biggest joke, and they bring back little Japanese star, and I use star sarcastically, Maki. Ito. Way to piss all over Owen Hart's name. (laughs) A joke. A joke. Remember how we talked about how I love Dan Housen, but you can't take him seriously, and if they start taking him seriously, it kills the gimmick? Mm -hmm. You can't take jokes and make them legit. It it delegitimizes everybody else. They're cheapening the brand. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. That's, that's my thing. And I mean, and that's the big reason why I am a big fan of Danhausen. For that simple fact. It's like if you follow the man on Twitter, you can see the stuff he posts. If you watch the stuff he's in, in AEW even now, 
it's even the same thing. He just walks around. He's, he curses you. It's bang. a joke. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. And even if he has a match, it's the same thing. Like, he's not that guy where it's like, I want you for the world title picture. It's no. like, even if you're in the world title picture, you're not winning a world title. I'm okay with that. Make the match entertaining. Be entertaining up to the match. That's fine. Do I give you the strap? No. Absolutely not. Because it's like you like, and that's the thing I like about Dan Housen because he understands that too. And that just makes it that much better for me. And it's like, it's wrestlers like him, in my opinion, that keep kayfabe alive. Yeah. Cause he's the gimmick all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave the undertaker a pass for so many years. Now, now that he's retired, he's not, that's fine. He's retired. Right. He's done. He can mm-hmm. be Mark Calloway. He deserves that. Absolutely. But for 30 years, he was not Mark Calloway. He was the undertaker. You the saw undertaker. him at the grocery store. He would look at you and roll his eyes in the back of your head. And once you wipe the crap out of your pants on aisle seven, you get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Maki Ito? No. She's a freaking joke. Look up the video where she stood and sang her entrance song for three minutes while her team was getting their asses handed to him with kendo sticks. Did she go to help? No, got to finish my song. I'm I'm four foot eight, hundred and six pounds, if that. Probably eighty five pounds. Oh, that just, was entertaining. That was joke. funny. She's a joke, and of course, Twitter went nuts this morning. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. This is fun. No, wrestling's supposed. I'm probably gonna get blasted for, you know. Not copying, but agreeing with Cornette, but wrestling's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be simulated combat, seriousness. If the NFL came out next week and said, instead of offensive linemen, we're just going to let the cheerleaders do it, would anybody watch more than once? I would. Fully clothed cheerleaders, Arnold? Yeah, I don't know. I would. Because you think about it, you said offensive line. You didn't say defensive line. I know. <laughs> I know what I said. Imagine Aaron Donald just saying, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to murder your quarterback for okay. the rest of the game. <laughs> my, my point, okay, would you watch that more than once? Would it, wouldn't that get old real quick if it was every week? Okay, every week we get old, but if, as long unless it's the Steelers. No, I would watch any one of them die. Make sure uh, – Mason Rudolph's the quarterback there. Yeah, I'll screw that guy. He deserved every <laughs> bit of that helmet to the head. That and I would that and I would watch any of the Ravens just die because my goal is to piss on Art Modell's grave before I die. <laughs> screw oh, man. that guy. Anywho, but that's my Randall Modern Wrestling. <laughs> Legit tournament, a chance to put a name in there, even if it's a name on your roster. And you put Maki Ito, and you wonder why people think your women's division's crap. And another, and it's another thing with back to the Johnny Morrison, Johnny Elite, whatever thing. How many surprise debuts are they going to have? Oh my, it's getting old, and people—they are at least releasing some people, are not renewing their contracts. Goodbye, Marco Stunt. Goodbye. Jack Evans, they're getting rid of the goofs and keeping the professional wrestlers at least, you know. Yeah. But anywho, let's go back 25 years, Arnold. 
On to our next match here at 25 years prior, Nitro. We have your TV champ, Ultimo Dragon, with Sonny Ono, taking on, I didn't catch this guy's name. Lane Carlson. There you go, Tucker Carlson. So um, I wish somebody kicked the <laughs> shit out of him. You and me both, friend. But yeah, Lane Carlson is our guy. That's his name, as I can remember. Um, huh, what did I write down about this one? Okay, so uh, Ultimo does what Ultimo does, just kicks him around and you know tries to rip his face out. Um, Lane gets a little bit of a comeback here, gets a two count. Bulldog for a two count. They spill out to the floor. This Lane fellow somersaults onto Ultimo from the top. Ultimo trips him on the apron. Lance Piscato. Sonny Ono even gets some shots in. They get back in the ring. There's a spinning head scissors from the top, which sets up the Tiger Suplex for the one, two, three. Ultimo gets the win. And, uh, that was a fun little squash for the simple fact that at least this guy got some offense in because I figured he was going to walk out, get hurt, and then that'd be it because my man didn't even get an entrance. Like They were like, we'll be right back for more Nitro, and he was already in the ring. Matter of fact, he might have been in the ring while Luna was doing a promo. <laughs> yeah, I just told him, hey, man, just hang out in the front row real quick. We'll we'll flag you in. We're ready for you to get in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty much all there was to that. It was, I don't even think that one went five minutes. I don't think it went three. So, yeah, this was a squash. (laughs) Like, for lack of a better word, this was a squash. And uh, squash, he did. I gave this one a C plus because at least Lane Carlson got a little bit, a teeny tiny bit of offense in. Like, I gave him that much. Props to the guy, but Ultimo was definitely going over here. The man got an entrance. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I gave it a B just because it was short. It was quick. Got Ultimo over. There was no, never in doubt. If it had mm-hmm. been in, in, another one, if it had been any longer, don't like it. Um, Sonny Ono getting his kicks in was kind of hilarious. I like that. I don't know what to call it, that twisting side Frankensteiner Ultimo does like where he doesn't come at him from the top straight on he kind of to the side I don't like he's perpendicular to his shoulders instead of <laughs> parallel with him like a spinning head scissors yeah kind of I don't know what it is it's different I like it um, <laughs> I don't have anything wrong with the finish Mm-mm. but yeah but we'll go to our third title we'll move on and go to our third title match of the night we get six versus Prince Iakea, who, after losing the TV title, now gets his cruiserweight title champ shot. Why not? Apparently, the first thing he comes out with no tape ribs or anything. Like, well, apparently those are better. <laughs> and middle of the match, Shivani echoes exactly what I was thinking. The first thing I wrote was, guess the ribs are better. <laughs> <laughs> and we're told that our our pal, our friend, our chum, Slim Shady is petitioned to come back to be a, reinstated as a WCW referee after getting powerbombed by Kevin Nash and ceremoniously <laughs> ejected out of the NWO. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, Nick Patrick, whenever we see you. Okay. 
Um, Prince IK is in control earlier or very early, six powders quickly. Um, shoot, I shouldn't have wrote, I wrote in something. I don't know. Can't read it. <laughs> Oh, I wrote he whiffs on a, I can't remember what I, what that's supposed to be, a FCB. Help me here. So if we're talking about IK, he, I know he whiffed on a crossbody out of the corner. Flying crossbody, that's what FCB <laughs> was. I need to stop writing shorthand if I don't remember what it is. <laughs> um, whiffed on that, six takes over, but six misses on the uh, cannonball senton. But and gets hit with a springboard clothesline for two, about a two and a half count by Prince IK on a springboard clothesline. Little much for that little move, right? Uh, IK goes to the top rope, six crotches him. Um, oh, Prince, um, knocks six off, headbutts six off of the top rope. Page two. Then six comes back, grabs him in the buzz killer, which is a, like a chicken wing choke kind of combo. Uh, Prince Ikea taps out. Six won't let it go for a very long time, and he keeps it. This was okay for a TV match. Wasn't great. Wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't good. I mean, it was good. I'm just, I'm not seeing Prince IK as legit, mm-hmm. like any kind of pushable talent. I know we gave him the TV title for a while, but I'm, I'm not liking him. And now oh, him, yeah. him and Six didn't have the greatest chemistry here. No, it showed. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't egregious, wasn't bad. It was watched, it was enjoyable for a cruiserweight match. I mean, I don't think, Anybody thought six was going to lose it here, but I give it a B. It was, it was good. I was like, yeah, I mean, I went with a B as well. Like for what it was, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Like the chemistry was a little off. And like I said, it showed several times, like even with the, the finisher setup looked kind of odd, like somebody probably, Oh wait, I, Oh, I, I need to do. Oh, okay. Now fall. And I'll be outside of that. It was, uh, now, the match itself wasn't bad. Like, I'm just glad it wasn't another squash because I was afraid that was going to be a thing, but it wasn't. So I was like, all right, Prince IK got some offense and like a decent amount of offense in. And this looked like a title fight on free TV. So it's like, okay, I'm digging it. Really digging it. And so, yeah, so I'm going with the B with this one as well. Yeah, it's one of those that. I think we all thought six was going to keep it, but you know, they, the way the match was worked that they didn't, it wasn't like obvious the way they were wrestling. Yeah. It was back and forth. That's what mm-hmm. I put it. <sighs> I'll let you take the next one. Cause I want what's after it. <laughs> That's fine. And honestly, I got a little bit of a rant after I do this too. Anyway, it's not really a rant, but. No, just con- just some concerns. But um, all right. So after that match, uh, Ric Flair, Kevin Green, and Rowdy Roddy Piper make their way down to the ring, and uh, 
you know, of course, they all have some choice words for the NWO. And I paraphrase this a lot because uh, I was just like, yeah, they're just ran about back in my day kind of thing. So I was just like, all right. So, uh, you know, they, well, at least for Flair and Piper kind of aged themselves a little bit, you know, bringing up the 70s and the 80s and, of course, the 90s. And uh, one thing that did stick out to me, which I thought was hilarious, was uh, Flair when he mentioned he was in the Hoosier Dome with Savage at WrestleMania 8 and 93. Off by one year. That was 92. Ah, close enough. So, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault Flair for that. It's Ric Flair. He's probably already thinking about the Marriott. You know how that goes. Oh, and, uh, <clears throat> It kind of cracked me up, though. Oh, go ahead. Are we going to talk about Flair after this? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> kind of cracked me up, though, <clears throat> was, <clears throat> excuse me, like Kevin Green bringing up, you know, it's like these rookies coming into the league nowadays, you know, and I was like, well, okay, he's kind of got a point. There are some guys that are like that. They think they're the stuff in college, or they are the stuff in college. They get they go to the NFL with that same attitude, get humbled real quick, and some of them just – Fizzle off. Oh, hi, Jamarcus Russell. Didn't know you were coming into this conversation. <laughs> hi, any USC quarterback outside of Carson Palmer? Um, hey, Carson Palmer for many years was a not that great. He wasn't. He wasn't. But at the same time, I think that might have been more of the team he was on well, at the time. I mean, it was the Bungles. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't get that nickname for nothing. because my, my man went to Arizona. And I think he played for Oakland for a while. Man. And did pretty well. So it's like. Well, hey, remember, he got the Bengals of the playoffs. And then the very first play, very first play of the game, what do the Steelers do? Cheap shot to the knee. Because mm-hmm. that's who they are. Exactly. But, yeah, what cracked me up the most, though, was the fact that uh, Flair and Piper basically t- telling the younger guys in NWO, like, if it weren't for us paving the way, there would be no wrestling. And the first thing that came to mind was Bash at the Beach. Just like, didn't we boo Hogan for saying pretty much the same thing? <laughs> that was right after Hogan dropped three legs on Macho. So it's kind of like, I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, none of the three of them are wrong when you think about it. Cause it's like, if it weren't for Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, and Hulk Hogan, like wrestling wouldn't be what it was 25 years ago in a way. It definitely wouldn't have been as popular without those guys because, I mean, those were household names, mm-hmm. along with a few others, of course. But it just kind of cracked me up when they were talking about, oh, you young guys, and I'm like, I'm sure you're referring to like Six and maybe Nash, Buff Bagwell, those guys. Because, I mean, you think DiBiase was there with you guys. Savage was there with you guys. Hogan was there with you guys. It's kind of like. Virgin. It's like, yeah, virgin to a degree. Like, so it's like, okay, maybe the B squad of the NWO we're referring to. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, it was just, I think that was one of those things where they just brought him out there to waste time. And, of course, it was kind of cool having Kevin Green shout out Reggie White. So it's like, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he got a lot of camera time in this one, did. Uh, and I'll tell you what, if if Kevin Green would have quit football and said, you know what, I think I want to do this full-time, I think he would have been fun to watch after a while. Dude, I can't stand Kevin Green because, as I've said, I hate everything from the city of Pittsburgh. 
but by God, he would have made a great wrestler. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how he, I, I know he had that one match. I didn't really, I've never really seen it. I don't know how he is in the ring, but the dude's an athlete. I'm sure oh, yeah. we could have made him better than Mongo. Oh, for sure. And that's the thing. And he was decent on the mic. Oh, he was great. Oh, mm, like yeah, way better than Mongo on the mic. Because I did like that he bring that brought uh, brought up Hogan. As a matter of fact, he's like, you know, you like you turned your back on everybody. You know, I was a Hawkster growing up. I, you know, I took my vitamins. I said my prayers, and look where that got me today. I'm like, that right there is enough for you to have a match with Hogan. <laughs> yeah, we've seen three or four times already on the mic, and every time it's gold. He's great with a promo. Absolutely, I'd have loved to have seen him. Right. And it's like, and that was, yeah, that was just like, so it was fun. And then, you know, watching them celebrate and everything at the end of it, <clears throat> which, I mean, I knew that was going to happen. Flair had the mic last. So it was like, cool. Like, <clears throat> I'll take it. But again, like, I feel like this is something for them. Like, okay, that last match didn't go as long as we needed to. So y'all just kind of ramble on about something out here. Yeah, this did go a little long. <laughs> but I mean, outside of that, hey, like, the three guys who were talking, I'm perfectly fine with them talking. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I get a Piper promo, a Flair promo, or hell, a Kevin Green promo now, I get hyped about it. So I'm cool with it. I'm good with it. Um, I like how, especially Piper and Flair, name dropped everything they could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, Piper name dropped WrestleMania, Piper's Pit. Uh, Ric Flair name dropped Vern Gagne and Dick the Bruiser. <sighs> Loved it. I mm-hmm. I love this all. Oh, yeah. Speaking oh, yeah. Of, and speaking of Rick, did you see the big news? Hear the big news? Let's paint the picture here, folks. You know, I ask you, Drew. Drew, when was the last time you saw Ric Flair in the ring, like in a match? Well, I skipped his TNA crap, so it would be the WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels. That, that was what, 2006? Six-ish? No. No, I think it was before that, right? So maybe 2004 or five, maybe. Um, we'll roll with that. Whenever Shawn Michaels cries and says, I'm sorry, and all that, oh, that was emotional. That was a WrestleMania moment. Flair getting the sweet chin music. It was fun. <clears throat> so that was almost 20 years ago. Ric Flair is into his 70s now. This man has a match coming up. Um, Health-wise, probably not in the greatest shape. He's in his 70s. And everything I've seen online have been people saying, dude, don't do it. Dude, don't do it. You're like super old. 2008. Eight. 2008. That's right. Because six and seven okay, was taken. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, like, so it's just like, dude, you. It's been a while. It was like, even not including the TNA crap. Like, it's been a while. Um, and like I said, on top of that, like, your health's not in the greatest shape. I've seen a lot of articles where, you know, people are begging and pleading for this man to not do this. And I'm worried about it because, again, I mean, health is not great and you're in your 70s. I get it. You want to step in the ropes in between the ropes one more time. I get that, but I, I just don't, I don't get it at the same time. I just don't get it. But 
I'm not Ric Flair. It's his life. He can do what he wants with it. Can I play devil's advocate? Go for it. It was originally reported and then unreported that this match was versus Ricky Steamboat. Hmm. I had already Googled tickets and how far it was to drive to Nashville. Because I don't care if there's 70, 17, 180. Yeah, I don't care if like 200 years from now, they dig up Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat and just sit two corpses in the ring and I would watch it. <laughs> like you said, if the man wants to do it, and I mean, he's posted videos on, I think, Twitter and Instagram of him taking some slams. Is it going to be a technical masterpiece? God, no. No. Is it going to be a five-star in the Tokyo Dome? No. Is he going to be doing superplexes over the top on the top rope to the floor? Maybe. It's Ric Flair. <laughs> we never know. Will it be Ric Flair strutting, throwing a couple punches, doing a flare flop? Maybe getting tossed over on a off the top rope. You know what? You know what? In his last match, by God, he better hit something off the top rope. The man missed it for forty some years. Give it to him once. <laughs> but I would watch it. I will probably watch whatever it's on. I will buy the pay per view just to watch it. I'm not going to lie. Just because See, now that here's I didn't know it was against uh, Ricky Steamboat. It's not. It's not. it's not. It was originally reported that it was versed. Then Steamboat went, no, no. I'm, he's like, I'm done. <laughs> of course, that could be swerve. I don't know. Um, it's I don't. The opponent hasn't been announced yet. Hmm. It's going to have to be somebody that can carry him through a match, literally and physically, oh, yeah. literally and figuratively. But I'm I'm all for it. I want to watch it. I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's terrible. <laughs> And it's going to be bad. But if it really is his last match, I mean, I don't want to sound crass coming off and saying this. If it really is his last match, and if the the other person wants to do it, if he wants to die in the ring, if that's his goal, to leave it literally leave it all in the ring. I mean, if he if he makes that choice and dies on a body slam. Could you think of a better way to go? Not really. Not really. I mean, yeah. hell, I, I mean, it's a lot better than, I mean, would you rather die in your sleep or would you rather die on the ring getting a suplex? Hmm. Suplex me all the way to the pearly gates, baby. I could see him. I could hear wow. it. You know, I could hear him saying it now. <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like every, all the angels surrounded the TV watching the same thing. You hit that body slam, all of a sudden you hear, whoa, it's like, whoa, wait, hey, you just got pinned. The ultimate staring up at the lights. Right. It's like, yeah, I was One, looking up at the lights. <laughs> two, why is the light at the end of a tunnel? Oh, cool. Anywho, don't want Rick Flair to die in the ring, but I'm just saying, no. I'm just. You know, it's a possibility at this point. Right. And I think that's, I mean, and for me, I think that's my concern is that <laughs> it, it <laughs> is it's one of those things where it's like, it's a possibility. I mean, it's a possibility for anybody, but at the same time, like. It's exponentially more of a possibility when you're 73. Yeah. Like have, you just like quadrupled your chances of that happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure he knows that. And I'm sure whoever he's going to be in the ring with 
has to know there is a good chance you may kill this man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But exactly. hey, you want to get over as a heel? Just you could print money if you have a t shirt that says, I'm the man that killed Ric Flair. <laughs> or I buried Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not saying I want it to happen, but if you want to get over as a heel, and I guarantee you that Ric Flair would be behind you 150% if you did that. True. Because that man has been about the business from the day he got in it. True. <laughs> All right. You know what we would have if at Ric Flair's funeral, if he did die in the ring? What's that? Pyro. That's called it's hour two, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> and what do we open up hour two with? The most talked about match in wrestling history. What we've all came to see that headlining match between the two best tag teams in this company, the all time classic, the slobber knocker, the showcase of the immortals. Have you say that's right, folks. It's high voltage versus public enemy in a street fight. Nope. Gave it an F. Didn't watch a second of it. We're moving. You got anything to say? Because I'm moving on. We are up to 12 former ECW employees now with Public Enemy. And they wore Philly Flyers jerseys and all that. Don't know. Fast forward. They beat each other up with just about anything they could get their hands on. One of the high voltage guys got put on a double decker table and destroyed. And that was it. This was not a wrestling match. This was borderline assault. Stupid carnage for no reason whatsoever. Nobody got over. I'm sure the Philly crowd loved it. I'll read read my notes. N-O-P-E period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was one of those. I just kind of looked up and down at it. I didn't really pay much attention because there was weapons. It's like, okay, they're just beating each other. It's. Yeah, Billy crap. They announced who it was. I just immediately hit fast forward. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the next match, too, because you've got the other ones. I'll take this one. (laughs) So we get the giant comes out. No music. Again, just nothing. Just meanders out. Versus Big Al. All right. Huh? I said 14. We're up to 14 now. Who? Former ECW employees. Big Al? And the giant. Giant? Mm-hmm. When? Before this. Are, we, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't know that. I really didn't. I didn't. Oh, cool. Well, anyhow, that conversation lasted longer than this match. Because, yes. let's see, this match was Punch, Giant, he hit his elbow. He hit his elbow in the middle of the ring. Picks him up, choke slam, one, two, three. This was 30 seconds, if that. If 30 seconds. This was giant just going over. Here he is. You want to see this big dude? Okay. And I gave it a B because it was quick. 
that quick. I, I don't know what else to say about it. 30 seconds, chokeslam, boom, done. Bye-bye, Big Al. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We are told why the Giant gave the win at Spring Stampede to Luger. Because when the Giant came back from getting kicked out of the NWO, he said that Luger was the first one to welcome him back. Huh. And he's repaying that favor. Cool. I guess so. Anyway, choke slam, one, two, three, gave it a B. <laughs> Fair enough. This one was as long as it needed to be. I wasn't expecting an epic battle between these guys because there's another guy, but once again, you got no entrance. You were just in the ring after commercial. Okay, cool. Here comes the giant. I think they locked eyes. I think he might have slapped him or something, and then he just that was it. Yep. B. <laughs> Moving you know on. Rhymes with B. DDP rhymes with B. And he's taking on Conan. And uh, the lovely Kimberly is coming out with her hubby. And uh, I'm not sure what Conan was doing, you know, just. I feel like he spent most of the match trying to hit on DDP's wife. Don't blame me. Anything. I don't either. He's in a yoo-hoo, hello, and all that. Um, <clears throat> so I was a little too focused on that, which from the looks of things didn't matter because we knew Conan was getting a diamond cutter anyway. But I like how the diamond cutter happened. Because <laughs> that was fun. Because uh, it was like... Tried to go for it the first time. Oh, I don't think so. And I'm pretty sure he whipped DDP, if I remember correctly, whipped DDP into the ropes. Page grabs him and says, oh, 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 diamond cutter. <laughs> I like how he looked at the hard camera like, oh. Well, he did the he did the around the world DDT, around the world instead of DDT, he did the around the world diamond cutter. I like that. He's hitting it from everywhere, any way you can think about hitting it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I love the surprise look after he got the diamond cutter in. He's just like, oh, he thought he got out, but he didn't. <laughs> it's like, how's he going to do it next? He's going to hit it. And when he his music hit, DDP it may be the most over in this company. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure him and Luger could form a tag team, murder a child and cat in the middle of the ring, and the crowd would blow and cheer. I mean, you just put a six-year-old out in the ring and they'd stab it in the head with a knife and they'd be like, oh my God, that's the greatest murder ever of a child. <laughs> that's very graphic and horrible, but that just shows you how over they are. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with that. And uh, so, yeah, hey. that was pretty much the match there. Hey, the cutter gets a pin. Hey, stupid. I can't. Brother, 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 brother. Brother. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I wish I could do Macho Man. It's like just in the crowd. I didn't see where he was at first until I finally saw that. I was like, oh, there he is. And I didn't see the crushes until he tried to hop away. So, like, he was in the crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, tells, uh, tell, uh, what is it? Tells Kimberly to stop calling him. And I don't think he got the fin- sentence finished before DDP was halfway there. I'm yeah, pretty sure so, he got up <laughs> and DDP was on his way. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, Savage hobble, hobbles away. Elizabeth right behind him. Event security right there. And then the le- ne- next thing we see from there is DDP literally shoving people out of the way. I'm pretty sure he was walking over people mm-hmm. to try to get after Savage. And that was, I was like, whoa, all right. It's like, I, I like this rivalry. I like the way this is going. Um, I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine with DDP squashing Conan here. I wasn't expecting something long and drawn out between these guys. I was expecting what I saw, a diamond cutter, and that was the end of the match. And I figured that Savage was going to be involved somehow, some way. Awesome. I'm liking this program between these guys. Yep. I'll take it. And I kind of lumped all that together for the simple fact that the match was like two minutes long. And I gave this one a B plus. Like, I'm excited to see where this storyline goes between Savage and Paige. Yep. Um, I gave it a B. It was exactly what it should have been. Conan getting his diamond cutter and disappearing while Macho Man yaps at DDP. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. Yep. All right. So we'll move on to our next tag team match, which I believe is our actual first tag team match of the night. Harlem Heat mm-hmm. going against JJ and Mongo. With Deborah and Sherry in their respective corners. 14. 14. Sherry Martell. Oh, yeah, Sherry. Mm-hmm. No Harlem Heat. No Harlem Heat. Uh-huh. All Surprisingly. right. Surprisingly. You mean who else might have been in ECW? Hmm. Your mother. She might have been. No, no. I just love that. I don't know who Booker T was jawing with in the crowd, but he was like, your mother, your that mother. That was dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of the match, Booker T is jawing right in front of the camera with somebody. And thank God he said mother. And you could easily see his mouth. He did say mother. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to dub something else out. Like at yeah, Spring Stampede. Yeah, you sucker. <laughs> but yeah, so that was good. Um, we started out the match. Uh, Mongo is slamming everyone in sight for some reason. Just scoop slams to and body slams to both Harlem Heat. Um, and we immediately go to the break. JJ and Mongo are in control. Go to the break. Come back. They're not. Bad break spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker T hits the scissor kick on Jeff Jarrett. Harlem Heat hit a double suplex on Jarrett. Jarrett's taking all the punishment at this point. He keeps trying for his quick hope spots. He hits a sunset flip, but Stevie Ray was underneath the ropes um, as as he was going down or, and got the tag. Or no, he got the sunset flip. That's the one he got the tag as he was going down on, on the pin, and the ref wouldn't count it. And then J.J. proceeds to still get his rear end kicked. Booker T hits the Harlem sidekick on Jarrett. And for middle of nowhere, Jarrett starts his own comeback, goes for the figure four, but Stevie Ray breaks it up. And this is where things start to get interesting. I don't know what was wrong with Mongo never got back in this match. Jarrett just got the crap kicked out of him for like six, seven minutes. Um, Deborah, Deborah gives Mongo Hallie. Sherry says, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. And takes it away from Mongo, goes to hit Mongo. I don't know if she was supposed to lose the grip and not hit Mongo or what, but she went to swing it and it flew out of her hands. 
I think she might have been supposed to hit him, or I don't know exactly, but then they just had to improv afterwards. But whatever it was was great. Um, she loses her grip. So then Sherry just grabs Deborah by the throat in the corner. Mark Mark Curtis calls for the bell and goes, Nope, no, okay, that's enough of this. <laughs> JJ Mongo win by DQ. I don't know. But Sherry grabs Deborah by the throat, has her in the corner. Mongo and Jarrett come and chase her off. And or no, no, Sherry got Hallie. Sherry went to hit Deborah in the corner, hits the top turnbuckle, bounces back and smacks herself in the forehead and takes a bump. Sherry Martell's great. She was awesome. And there's Deborah with all of her hair messed up. Just didn't know what to do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this match, what was this? Should have been a no contest. I don't know how it was a DQ. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, they, they're they the ones that bring the briefcase in the ring, and they're the ones that win? Right. Yeah, this is just a no contest in my book. So it should have been a no contest. And I got to say, it cracks me up. Sherry with Hallie. Deborah in the corner. Deborah ducks. Sherry hits the turnbuckle. It cracks me up, though, because it slips and still cocks Deborah on top of the head. Yeah. I'm just like, and I think uh, I think it was Heenan was like, Deborah ducked, or somebody said that. And I'm like, no, she still got hit. <laughs> it was that was probably a whoopsie, but still that was funny to me. Yeah, it was good. Because <laughs> that had to hurt, especially with that TR on her head, too. <laughs> this was a really good match. I just kept waiting for Mongo to get in and make a comeback, even if they cut him off somehow. Right. But it never happened. It just mm. Jared getting the absolute teetotal crap kicked out of him. And it wasn't one of those where Mongo wouldn't tag him or anything. Mongo was just couldn't get the tag. Yeah, couldn't get the tag. That's pretty much all that was. All right. Well, then we get Mean Gene with JJ, Mongo, and Deborah. Um, Apparently, Mongo has signed the match. We're going to get Mongo and Reggie at Slamboree. Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> Mongo starts cutting a promo on Reggie, and Reggie's like, you know what? I've had enough. Jumps the railing, runs in the ring, and they get a little pull apart between Mongo and Reggie White. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I lump this all together. I, I mean, I like that whole, I don't know if Reggie White can talk as good as Kevin Green, but we'll see. Hopefully you can. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Green and let's see. Kevin Green and Reggie White versus Mongo and trying to think of another football player. I don't know. Find another one. Brett Favre. Yeah, there you go. And put John Madden on commentary for wrestling. God, I want to see that. Could you see that? John Madden, your color commentator, and Pat Summerall doing the play by play. Oh my God. Who would with Bobby Heenan doing <laughs> There Bobby too. And <laughs> who would be more drunk, Bobby Heenan or Pat Summerall? Oh, they'd both be comatose because I feel like they try to one up each other. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't know if I could. Now I can see John Madden doing wrestling commentary. Honestly, Pat Summerall, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, somebody, somebody find Frank Caliendo and have him do wrestling commentary as John Madden. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. And. I want to give a special shout out to Mongo here because this is probably the best promo he's ever cut. Oh, yeah. On the Philly crowd. On the Philly crowd. 
he buried the he buried Philly and he buried Reggie White in that. And I, I, the way he did it was so just it was yeah. good. It was yeah. I, I liked this all. I liked all of this. Every it bit of it. I loved it. He's like all the way for him to win the Super Bowl was to leave Philly. I was like, and at the same time, he's like, you know, he's giving him high praise too. He's like, you know, he's a thirteen-time All Pro, which yeah, I mean, Reggie White was the man. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that makes sense. Hall of Famer, D- dude was good. Dude was good. And he's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he only way he can get a ring was to leave Philly, and he left for money. And yeah, and he was like, oh, okay. So it's like that. I love that he's hot. It's like I'm sitting there thinking to myself, they're just letting these people hop the hop the rails here. Yeah. <laughs> and Reggie White, your NFL single season sack leader, I refuse to acknowledge Michael Strahan's because. His isn't legit because Brett Favre gave him hell the last one. That doesn't. I will. I refuse to count that as a sack when Brett Favre just walks over and lets you tackling. Mm-hmm. Tainted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anywho, I I love this. I gave this an A minus. This was probably the best thing of the night to me. Yeah. Overall, yeah, that's like surprisingly enough. Like we weren't too far off. I gave it an A because yeah, like in terms of like it was a legit tag match. Both the managers got involved. Deborah got hit in the, over the head with the Halliburton. And Mongo probably cut, at least to this point that I can recall, the best promo of his career. Yeah. And Reggie White didn't like, because I was thinking about this. I would, I, if that were me in that situation, like, I don't know if he was a wrestling fan before. Kevin Green, you could tell, definitely was. Um, you even look back a little further when Lawrence, when uh, LT was part of WrestleMania. Kind of got that vibe that he was probably a fan. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I don't think I would have been able to keep a serious face. I would have had a <laughs> big old goofy grin painted on my face the entire time I'm in that ring. So shout out to Reggie White for that because I would have broke kayfabe several times. <laughs> me too, probably. And yeah. So it's like, and thankfully we got some time to build on these guys because Slamboree's still a little ways out, which leads us now to our main event of the night Lex Luger. Taking on, well, the NWO minus Hogan, who mysteriously doesn't show up when Piper's there, and Savage, of course, who is probably still running through Philadelphia, being chased by Diamond Dallas Page at this moment, and Scott Hall, who, of course, is still taking care of non-wrestling-related issues. So, Luger starts to warm up a little bit, and you got the NWO kind of grabbing at him from the floor like little demons just little little scamps them <clears throat> and uh he gets away from that just to eat kevin nash's boot and uh nash starts to take over that we get a big side slam from kevin nash gets a two count follow that up with snake eyes and then the boss man straddle so uh wow look at kevin nash pulling out some moves here tee and um, all of this happens until uh, Luger hits a big forearm on Kevin Nash. And uh, I think by that point, the rest of the goons outside had seen enough and decided they wanted to get involved. What? The NWO get involved in a match? <gasps> Who knew? Sense. Who knew? So, uh, DQ. Yay. Luger wins by disqualification. But it's him versus like seven dudes. So 
I guess DDP decided to come back to the arena, got tired of chasing Savage through the city. So uh, DDP comes in and can't make the save. He gets beat up too. Uh, Kevin Nash gets hold of a lead pipe. Interesting. Here comes the giant. Giant comes down to the ring. He just kind of stands there for a second. Nash is holding up the lead pipe like, yeah, come on, big guy. What you got? Giant says, you know what? I'm really not afraid of you or that pipe. So he's like, I'm going to mosey on down to the ring. And uh, everybody's trying to look up to the rafters. Where's Sting? Where's Sting? He's not up in the rafters. Sting comes out from the back. Here comes the Stinger. And guess what? He's got three bats with him. Yeah, three bats. So he's handing bats out. Pulls one out for himself. And NWO just kind of stands there and end up cleaning house with the bats. I was like, all right, cool. And uh, they uh, send the NWO hightailing it toward the back with their tails between their legs. And you have Paige, Luger, Sting. And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. The giant standing tall in the ring. To close out the show. Now, if I'm Kevin Nash, I have pretty legit reason to be kind of pissed off at Hogan now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's like, dude, where were you at? We we got beat up by these guys. We got embarrassed by these guys. Where are you at? Probably chilling with Robin somewhere. Like, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> this, I don't know if they're trying to sow these seeds of whatever right now or not i'm not sure what's going on here but they gotta figure this out because this is already getting dangerously close to this nwo thing booking itself into a corner Mm -hmm. and especially considering the guy who's holding your big belt right now this kind of picks and chooses when he shows up almost like he's on a part-time contract yeah Right. And probably getting paid way more than he should for such a contract based on name value alone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, there's a reason they call this era of WCW the rise and fall. But anyway, um, <laughs> yep, we've been over it. I mean, the thing that rose him up is also the thing that drug him down because Vince learned adapt or die. And WCW said, screw it. We'll just die. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly right. Yeah. All these old names got you to the top, but then the other channels said, you know what? We don't have the established names of Hogan national hall anymore. Let's make our own. We'll make our own stars. We got a guy named Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Who you guys threw away. We got a guy named Dwayne Johnson that we made. Yep. We got a guy named Paul Levesque who you threw away. Yeah. <laughs> Terrorizing who you threw away. We've got a guy named Mick Foley who you threw away. Almost they died. <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. And we turned those four into you want to talk about four pillars as AW and stole new Japan's thing. There's your four pillars of eight or WWF mm-hmm. that said, you know what? There you go. But anyway, exactly right. That's a history. We're not going into history lessons. Exactly right. I said, we'll get to those. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Outside of that, though, this, I knew this wasn't going to have a finish because, I mean, you're obviously not going to 
job Kevin Nash out to Luger just to make a point to Hogan. You're not going to job out Luger to Nash because, I mean, it's Luger. He's got a title shot with Hogan. I mean, even if you would like hit him in the back with the lead pipe and the ref wasn't looking, you're not going to job Luger out at this point. Mm-mm. No, like there's no way. So, I mean, as far as the finish goes, like this is one with NWO interference that I really can't gripe about because these are two bigger names. And we're not, these aren't guys we're necessarily going to be like, well, he can handle the loss. It's one of those where it's like, yeah, this has a reason why it's happening. I'm fine with this finish. Now, if it had been Kevin Nash in the NWO versus, I don't know, uh, what's his name? Joe Gomez. Okay, that works too. Like, and this happens and it's a DQ. It's kind of like Kevin Nash could have just walked in, looked at this guy and said, jackknife and then been done with it and i'd have been cool with that but if you're going to have him get jumped by the nwo goons have him going up against one of the nwo goons but this one makes perfect sense mm-hmm. it's like yeah you want a shot at hogan you go through me first bud okay cool no problem they had a decent little back and forth luger started to get the upper hand nwo said no we're done all right now the problem i do have with this is and i kind of alluded to at the top of the show I'm getting real tired of the shows, shows, pay-per-views, whatever, going off of Sting standing there pointing a bat and nothing happens. Now, this time he did, he did hit Nash, but it's, we've got to lead to somewhere soon. We've got to get somewhere with this soon. Mm-hmm. It's getting to be a little every, every week. Last, yeah. this is how the show went off last week. Sting pointing a bat at Hogan. This week it was four guys standing there or, Staying there pointing bats. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's kind of, yeah. Like, I get what you're saying, though, because I think for me, it was a little, I don't know, it's a little different. So, like, yeah, the show ends with NWO and some mess, but at the same time, it wasn't the NWO. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) at least we got to see Sting actually go after someone this time. Yeah. So what'd you give this? Um, the whole segment, honestly, I gave this one a B plus. It's like I said, this pulls into the storyline. Like we're obviously we're still with this slow burn with Sting. So it's like, all right, cool. Um, and we're starting to see what I remember as like WCW versus NWO mm-hmm. with Paige, Luger, the Giant, Sting, and then you know on the other side you have Nash, Hall, Hogan, Savage, like. Yes, I, I'm wanting to see where this goes. And it sometimes seems it's a little too slow, but other times, I mean, yeah, I do enjoy this slow burn. This is good story building. So I'll take it. So yeah, I gave this a B plus. I, I can't I can't argue with that at all because that's exactly what I gave it. And I it was a decent, I mean, like I said, I'm starting to get the feel that I'm tired of seeing it. I'm not there yet. I'm okay with it here. But if we're doing this two, three weeks and more weeks in a row. Can't do it. Can't mm-hmm. do it. It's, it's the same as Hogan flexing there for a couple months to go as the show went off. Um, but overall, that was the end of Nitro and much better show this week. Much mm-hmm. better show this week, except for that stinker of a quote unquote match between Public Enemy and High Voltage that I didn't watch at all. <laughs> I ended up giving this one an overall of a B. 
or sorry, B plus. I didn't even bother averaging it out because didn't need to. This was just going to be a B show. Mm-hmm. Every, almost everything was B, B plus, B minus with an A minus. I'm going to throw that F out. Throw the F out. Just get the F out. I was going to say WWE a la, what was that, 2002? Yeah. Get, <laughs> get the F out. Because that was dumb. That was just to please the Philly crowd, mm-hmm. the CW marks. Mm-hmm. But overall, I gave this from Philly, from the spectrum, a B plus. Yeah. I was like, <clears throat> and I ended up giving this one a B. The whole show overall is a B. And um, it was fun. It was a fun show. There was plenty of fan service. A lot of ECW former talent. And uh, I did flub earlier saying that the Giant was into ECW before. But I'm thinking I was thinking before today, because if you think about it, he was a part of that. It's not the same, but the ECW branding. Oh, okay. So you were talking as Vince McMahon's ECW. Yeah, not the ECW. But yeah, I don't consider that ECW. That ECW. And okay, because yeah. I was I was thinking I didn't think he was before this. Because I didn't think about it until a little bit ago. I was like, oh wait a minute, I kind of flubbed that up. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking. <laughs> I mean, and let's see, I guess maybe he had like a one shot day that I missed or something, but I didn't because I'm pretty sure because I was pretty sure Ted Turner signed him. Cause I remember yeah. Cornette telling the story that he saw him um saw him at a independent show one time. This guy's like back when you know he was still running Smoky Mountain, he's like and he said and he's working with Vince, he's like, Don't show anybody this guy. I'll have Vince McMahon will sign this guy tomorrow. Yeah, Ted Turner signed him before he even got a chance that's right because that was 95 so yeah like that's what and i didn't think about that until after I'm like wait no yeah. but yeah other than that no like, i mean this was this was a great show and yeah like the whole public enemy crap that was fan service for the crowd that was essentially what that was <clears throat> um but outside of that though nah decent show i enjoyed it yep and you know what i hope you enjoyed us and if you did you can go to Twitter and tell us at AEWR pod, or you can email us at AEWR 316 at gmail.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. And since one of us has to go to work in like five minutes and we went a little long because we got a late start because one of us may had to fix an exploding hot water tank this morning. We're going to go ahead and do a little abrupt ending. Arnold, any final words? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, any final words? Yes. That's it. No? Okay. We got, <laughs> we got, we got final word, and it was yes. Uh, mine, thank you for not doing last week's show again. Oh, my yes. God. That was Definitely. awful. Um, I guess that's going to be us. We're going to be done. We're going to be on our backs looking up the lights. One, two, three. Peace.